guys, gals, and everyone in between. This is Jacob. And this is Jerry. And we are two unrelated brothers. You can find us over on Anchor, Spotify, and now Apple Podcasts as of very recently. Thank you, Jerry. You can also find us on Instagram under two unrelated brothers. And if you want to get in contact with us, whether it's like, you know, just to send us a personal message or maybe even a request of a, a game or a topic to cover an uh, episode, you can find us over on e- uh, email at twounrelatedbrothers at gmail.com. How are you doing, Jerry? Man, I'm doing awesome. And I have some excited news, man. Oh, um, do tell. So obviously, thank you to our many uh, stateside uh, listeners here in the United States. But we also have gone international now, believe it or not. We have listeners. Really? Yes, very surprising. Anybody in the U.S. <laughs> or around the world would want to listen to us. But, uh, yeah, we have listeners in, of course, the U.S., mm-hmm. Sweden, France, Germany, the U.K., and Canada. So, uh, hello and thank you all, uh, everybody from the U.S. to all the way on the other side of the world. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Yeah, that's crazy to think. Sweden's probably the one that takes me, catches me the most off guard. I mean, all of them do, like you said. That's not in the United States, but I don't know. Sweden kind of seems so random. Yeah, it's it's freaking crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah, thank th- y'all. yeah, thanks to everybody. Um, yeah, but I figured I would just share that. I was pretty excited to to see that. No, yeah, for sure. Like we always say, it's pretty crazy that anyone would listen to us ramble. Nonetheless, outside of the country, that's wild. So, uh, man, what's today's episode going to be about? Well. You, this is uh, one of your ideas, um, and I think it's one we've always kind of talked about, but now actually doing the research on it, we've, I think both of us now have been able to see it. There's a, there's a little more than I thought, at least, uh, that we could cover in this. We're going to talk about shared universes in video games, um, whether it be like like crossovers or like think like, like MCU, but in video games. Nothing on that scale, obviously, but something like that where like games exist in the same universe. And right. more more I would say nine times out of ten, if not ten out of ten times, it's because of the same developer or you know, developers under uh, the same publisher. Right, right. So some of these I assume will include maybe not solid, like like Easter eggs that maybe are just there put by the uh you know the creators of the games like like you said if they're a shared uh, publisher or developer and some of them are like really solid links right yeah oh yeah for sure um some of these are actually confirmed one of these at least is confirmed by the developers a lot most of these i'd say are like mm, you're kind of reaching a bit it's, little, it's more maybe of like an acknowledgement of the other games but it is fun to kind of like you know obviously make it work especially when the the games are in like the same genre same time period or even like fit in a linear uh, timeline, right? I was gonna say too. Oh, right. If I, I I think my voice sounds fine, but if it if my voice sounds a little off, I just got back from a uh, wrestling show. I was screaming my uh, I was screaming my lungs out for a bit, <clears throat> so I, I kind of feel my voice struggling. So if I sound off, that's why. Just nah, FYI. It sounds beautiful. It sounds great. Thank you. Um. And, and another thing too, we're not gonna do obvious ones like, oh Jerry, I think The Last of Us Two takes place in the same universe as The Last of Us. That's kind of obvious. It's like totally different games, you know. Nothing in the same like franchise. Right, right. So, do you do you want to start it off or? Sure, yeah. Let let me start off with I guess one that I would say has a lot of uh Easter eggs and like info and I guess the uh, devils in the details with these games, but also it, it makes a lot of sense. 
And that would mm-hmm. be with the uh, Rockstar Games universe. Right, right. That's probably the biggest one, as far as I can tell, with all the research I've done. Mostly because, you know, there's just so many games they have, even in the past 10 years. I- I've learned, at least specifically with the GTA universe, there's mm-hmm. three different, there's like, kind of like three parallel universes. I don't know if you saw that. I believe so. So so can you speak of the on the different games that are actually uh, connected? Because you're saying three different universes. So what, what would those be? So there's um, three <laughs> parallel universes. Um, and I pre- believe this is actually presented by Rockstar as well. There's the 2D universe the 3D universe, and the HD universe. You probably take a stab at what those universes, like what games are in those universes. So 2D, and this is specifically with GTA, but I think you can fit in other franchises in this as well. Um, There's a 2D universe, which is, you know, the original GTA and GTA London and GTA 2. You have the 3D universe, which is GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas, Liberty City, and Vice City Stories. Um, and then, of course, on the GTA Game Boy Advance. And while not c- included in this list officially, I think it's fair to also include Manhunt and Bully. And then in the HD universe is pretty much, I think, everything from the PS3 onwards. We got GTA 4 and 5, episodes from Liberty City, Chinatown Wars. And again, this isn't included, but I think it works in here as well. L.A. Noir and Red Dead 1 and 2. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I read a couple of things on this. For instance, like a little Easter egg, I guess, that, that wouldn't necessarily be solid would be in L.A. Noir. You can find mm-hmm. uh, John Morrison's hat, which, I mean, to, to be honest, it's like, it could be like a cowboy hat. I mean, we all know what it is, and yeah. I think Rockstar knows we know, but it, it could be up to for interpretation, I feel like. With some of the more solid things, like definitely, you know, there's no mistaking it. No mistaking it? Um... Well, one, I wouldn't say it's no mistaking it, but, you know, like I said, kind of like you said, it's a cowboy hat in a trash can. It looks a lot like John Marston's, but because it's like four, almost 40 years after the fact, you know, it, it, like you said, it could just be like a cheeky little reference from Rockstar since they love doing that. Mm-hmm. The, uh, one in uh, actually GTA 5 that's a little more solid is in, I want, this might be in all the, you know, playable characters' houses, but I know for a fact right. in at least Franklin's house, you can find a book titled Red Dead, and it's written by Jay Marston, and because I we, we know John is not, like, the most literate man, but we know Jack is. Right. I think a fun theory is to think that uh, Jack Marston wrote the events of the first game, potentially, and the second game, into a book titled Red Dead, and then that's kind of, like, where this, uh, maybe that video game is, like, inspired by the book, you know? And that would explain why the outlaws are a little more idealistic in those stories, because this is from Jack Marston's point of view. Okay. And, and also I think you forgot one and this one is, is kind of a, a little, I mean, it's a little one, but I was told or through, through my research that the, cause you know, Rockstar has a table tennis games and th- those are also included as maybe like a, you know, sports broadcast or whatever in the GTA universe. Yeah. Which I thought was, I totally forgot huh. the Rockstar made. A, I, to- I, I totally forgot that too. That's a good find. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to made a table tennis game. Because it's just so out of their scope, I guess, of their usual kind of games. Because even their more lighthearted games like Bully, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't necessarily lighthearted, but relative speaking to GTA and Red Dead, it is. No, yeah, for sure. I, I, I could never imagine a Rockstar making a sports game, but they sure did. And and a table tennis game of that. Now, uh, this is one of the more interesting things. So how is Manhunt related in this, this universe? 
this is a weird one. I've never played Manhunt. That might actually be a good uh, game to play for a future episode. But what I, I, I do the know, second one. Yeah. yeah, the second one. Yeah, what I've never what played I've, it though. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. What, what I have heard of it is just you know, it's in a way maybe not the most well-known game, but potentially the most controversial game in Rockstar's catalog. Just for the yeah. the the fact of its sheer unadulterated and unapologetic apologetic uh, violence. I you you. I think it's like you're kind of just making snuff films. It's really crazy. And like the playable character's name is uh, James Earl Cash. I, I'm pretty sure that might be. I'm pretty sure that's like a reference to what James Earl Ray. Um, <laughs> there's no way it's not. Um, and, and the biggest thing there is the city it takes place in is called uh, Carcer City. It's supposed to be like in the, I think, like the Rust Belt or something like that. Okay. Um, And one of the big things it's. In there, the most recent reference to that is in GTA Five, actually, where um, Michael Franklin and uh, Trevor are all talking about like, their first jobs, and it's uh, Michael who says, "Oh, uh, my first job was like just on the outskirts of uh, Carson City, um, Carson City." And then, um, as I said, the playable the char- main character is James Earl Cash. And you can actually see him on a wanted pro- poster in the Las Venturas uh, PD in San Andreas. So if you go in there, CJ, and you look at like their uh, like the police officer's bulletin board, you'll see like a, like I said, a wanted poster with his face on it. So you said CJ, so this is in uh, so San Andreas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I meant yeah, those GTA Five. That's the most recent one, and the other most famous one or most well known reference to it, like hard reference, would be that one. Okay. Um, other small things like you'll see like Sprunk. Which yeah, is like yeah. the in universe, you know, soda of GTA. You'll see that in like levels throughout a uh, manhunt, and that could right. just be very well. Like I said, probably just Rockstar reusing assets, but at the same time too, since now we have like they said they mention Carson City in almost every GTA game. Uh, that might again another little cheeky reference to like, oh yeah, this 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 is happening at the same time as like you know Vice City or San Andreas or something like that. Right, man. That that is. Uh... You know, because that's a game that I really I haven't played. I don't know much about other than it is controversial. Same. It's like you're, you know, murdering people or whatever. Um, we should have talked about that in the controversial games. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like those other because <laughs> of course that one's controversial, but these other ones were just so much. I don't know. I don't want to say heavier, but they just had kind of a, a grime to them. I would say. No, yeah, I, mean, I understand what you mean. We did talk about a GTA. I mean, so yeah, maybe Manhug should have been in there as well, but there's always, uh, you know, time for a part two. There's plenty oh, yeah. of uh, there's, there's, games. A, so no, no shortage of controversies in the video game universe. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you uh, catch any other ones in the uh, in Rockstar games? I'm pretty sure there's a couple more. It's probably a big one I missed. So basically, I. I Somebody kind of simplified it as uh, Red Dead, you know, it's kind of or not Red Dead, but uh, GTA is like the main universe with L.A. Noir being like a soap opera, or like a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Dead being a book, you know, yeah. the table mm-hmm. tennis being a sports broadcast, you know, just, just really simplifying it, which from what it seems like uh, you you really, you know, you look a lot deeper into it and, and, and all that. So but it, the one that I saw just really simplified the kind of the, the links no I, I could see that it's kind of like how people say like all the movies in the tarantino universe are connected and like kill bills like the movies they would see in that universe because of the ultra violence yeah no they, that's why i could see that for sure like i said especially with you know the book red dead in gta i mean those could be real events too and you know jack just wrote about them 
Right. Or like I said, they're glamorized, you know, naturally because he was his father was like, you know, the main character essentially in those in that book, I assume. Um, another quick one that I had to look up just to make sure it was legit mm-hmm. was in Sorry, GTA. Sorry, was an alarm. <laughs> no, you're good. No, you're good. We're recording this, by the way, like past midnight. So, <laughs> yeah, it's really. Late. Little, I don't know uh, why I have an alarm at midnight. <laughs> we have crazy schedules. Yeah, we don't work the nine to five Monday through Friday. <laughs> it's all over the place. Anything but. Anything exactly. Oof, yours is crazier than mine. Um, there's a quick mention on GTA Four on the radio. Um, I can't remember which station. But there's like, you know, like a, a ditzy like celebrity type who like mentions like in an ad or something like, oh, I attended Bullworth Academy. If oh, yeah. Played Bully. Yeah, that, that is the Academy in uh, Bully. Right, so right. There you go. Now we kind of have an, another little confirmation now that, you know, Bully, GTA and now Manhunt actually most likely exist <laughs> in the same universe. Who knows the timing of these things, but. You know, uh, I don't think you can, like, say, like like you said, L.A. Noire is a soap opera. Um, Red Dead's the book. Those three games, I feel, now are, like, because of, based on those small pieces of evidence, I would say, for sure, those games take place in the same universe. Yeah, I can see that for sure. You know, I, I, I wonder if you knew more about this, because I feel like this is definitely something uh, more of your alley. Have you seen anything about the, the UFOs in Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto? No, I mean, I I know that they're there, right? Like, I know that there's one reference to the UFOs in Red Dead that's like a Cowboys versus Aliens reference. And then I know, yeah. like, you know, there's plenty of uh, UFOs in GTA with one being an FIB UFO, uh, you know, and a couple of them that only uh, appear when you 100% the game, uh, like the FIB one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that could be a, definitely another link. Um, yeah, I think one, one of them that's kind of... A little fun thing to think about is, uh, so you know, like in Mount Chiliad, like this has been the thing for like 10 years, like in the Mount yeah. Chiliad mur- mural, mural, like, you know, how those uh, UFOs look and stuff. Right, right. Um, well, I mean, they look like classic UFOs, but I know some people have like kind of argued that, hey, those UFOs bear a strong resemblance to the ones in Red Dead 2. So maybe those mm-hmm. murals are kind of like based on people who like, <clears throat> or like stories, or like people who have actually seen those UFOs and like, you know, they painted on, you know, Mount Chiliad. Right, right. Um. Because like supposedly said, they're, they're, it's in the same area, kind of, right? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's it's not accurate, obviously, because like the first Red Dead, I feel like that's mainly Texas and then obviously Mexico. Right, Maybe yeah. a little bit of uh, Arizona, New Mexico, probably. Um, and then Red Dead 2, Red Dead 2 is kind of all over the place. Because um, mm-hmm. you have like mountains and swamps within like, I assume, just like, 20 miles of each other, which I don't know. Maybe that is realistic and I'm an idiot. I, I suck at geography, so it's probably true. But, you know, you got like Louisiana and Colorado, I almost feel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. map. Well, I mean, they had to condense. I feel like they wanted a a varied kind of. Uh... Yeah, like I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying, like, when it comes to like these kind of things, I'm trying to make it fit in those like universes. It's like that's when it gets like difficult. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I don't know if I ever went to California. Like I said, I think as far west it ever got, I would say it's like New Mexico, Nevada, which is close to California, mind you, but still. Right. So, you you um, do you think anything more on that one, or you feel um, you want to go into one of the ones you looked up? So yeah, I mean that one. I feel like there are I mean, there there's there some more. concrete. Yeah, yeah. There, there's just so many uh, for that one. But I feel like you hit the main, you know, the strong points of it. Oh, um, there's, there's a bunch too with like reference to um, what's it called, Epsilon? Yes, Epsilon. Yeah, the, there's the, so uh, many with that too. <laughs> yeah, the the turtle guys, right? And uh, Red yeah, Dead. yes. Uh, like I, I only I didn't touch that just for the fact that 
like you said, like there's already so many other ones. Like I'll put that in the back in my mind. Hopefully, I remember it. But yeah, there's a bunch of things. Yeah, and then not only that, right, is is also the guy with the uh, birthmark on his face. Yeah. Because in the Epsilon program, if you have, what, red hair and a birthmark, you're seen as an alien, you know, like one of the alien race people, right? Mm-hmm. And this this guy, I guess was a time traveler. I mean, if anybody hasn't played that, that mission, this guy that comes in like kind of 1920s, 1930s garb uh, meets and talks to either Arthur or John, depending how far you are in the game, mm-hmm. and uh, talks to you, you know, kind of like, 1930s speak i guess mm-hmm. and it's asking you to find these uh murals like kind of cave paintings or like carvings um, oh yeah i think i remember that stranger mission now yeah yeah it's a stranger mission and once you complete all those you you come back to the place and and his mom's there or a woman's there you don't know who it is mm-hmm. but uh excuse me i have mm-hmm. a, a margarita it's just this is getting me, uh, making me burp. Oh, but, I, uh, I got a white claw. That's why I'm like trying to catch my breath sometimes. Dude, you trying to get white claw wasted today, dude? Nah, it's just one. <laughs> I was getting, dude, just winding down from the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got to get <laughs> left that adrenaline subtle. Exactly. <laughs> Anybody get thrown through a table? Let me think. No, but there was a lot of chaos. No blood, but <laughs> a oh. lot of weird stuff. Maybe fight, uh, fights and stuff. If, if we have time, maybe I'll, uh, I'll share a little bit. I'll, I'll post pictures of it on Instagram just to give a little insight on that. But it, it was a fun show. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, Except I always think I lost my voice yeah. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you sound good, man. Uh, but, man, so, so you go and you visit the lady, mm-hmm. and she's holding a baby with that same birthmark and kind of the red hair. And, and he asked, hey, is you know the, the dad around? She goes, no, he died years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of implied that this baby was the man that came. He time-traveled because you walk inside the house – and there's a big kind of mural on the wall of, you know, mm-hmm. the pyramids and, you know, it looks like things in the past, things in the future. Um, and, and so there's so that that's kind of is a call to the Epsilon program. Another weird thing, which isn't necessarily linking GTA to to uh, Red Dead. But, and, and there's a uh, in Lemoyne in the uh, in, in the the swamp, mm-hmm. uh, depending on <laughs> there's this random uh, kind of a cabin that if you go into Arthur, Arthur will meet this really creepy guy mm-hmm. and that creepy guy will uh, knock out Arthur and, and take advantage of him. And it, Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And the crazy thing is Bill in the video game actually knows who this guy is. He's like, yeah, I, I hear, uh, you know, so-and-so you got real comfortable with so-and-so or whatever. Which kind of raises questions about Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, so there's a newspaper article in there. If you kind of zoom in with a uh, sniper or whatever, it show it, it's talking about helicopters, but it's a news article, which I thought was really interesting. Huh. It, maybe they scanned a bunch of articles and just didn't, you know, uh, maybe take out ones that were irrelevant to the time period. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, knowing that, I mean, because there's just so much stuff they had to do that I could totally believe them just, you know, missing that, but also them placing that there just to, you know, to either lead players astray or like to kind of like say like, yep, this is this might be legit. So I actually have a smaller game. This is kind of a little snippet and it's not actually official, mm-hmm. even though the uh, the ties seem pretty strong. So mm-hmm. I don't know how many people played, especially with this reboot that's supposed to be coming out, the Saints Row games and then the Red Faction games are both made by Violition. Violition? 
violation violation i think um so they both have the same developer mm-hmm. well in uh in saints row 2 the main antagonist is the Ultor group along with the other mini gangs in the area but the mm-hmm. Ultor group i believe is seen as a gang in its own uh right and right. then uh in in red faction the people who kind of own Mars, right, or like the the group that's just over Mars as, uh, as a whole, is mm-hmm. also the the Ultor Corporation. Um, hmm. Yeah, and, and there's an Easter egg too, which I don't think this is possible just because of how far uh, <laughs> Red uh, Red Faction takes place in the future. There's a character in Saints Row called Shandi, and you can find an ID card saying she's a colonist that went to Mars. In Red Faction, but it's just it's not possible. It, it took too uh, took place too far in the future for her to still be alive and as young as she is in the picture, I guess. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I guess in, if you wanted to do if like if you wanted to <clears throat> put those together, maybe you could say like, oh, she was like cryogenically cryogenically frozen or something like that. Maybe that's just an off one of her like um, what's it called descendants that looks just like her that inherited her name, something like that. You could you could spin that in a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's just so it looks like her. She's wearing her classic purple garb, you know, from uh, Saints Row. Um, and and the name Sha- I mean, Shandi's a pretty yeah, Shandi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what's crazy is in the later game she kind of becomes kind of like a businesswoman. Where in the you know Saints Row Two, where she's introduced, she's like kind of a hippie, you know, has a uh, dreads and all that, just real big, you know, uh, I guess like a pothead. And in right. the later game, she's like a full fledged, you know, I guess businesswoman. You know, making making moves, and and because the Red Faction game came out, I guess before Saints Row three and four, it has the kind of pothead version of her in the picture. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's probably more of just a a little reference, but I guess because of the timelines and stuff, yeah, you never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, another thing you can always say is like you know, parallel universe, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. And the Ultor Corporation also it's the same insignia in both games. So that's just another mm, kind of strong indicator. Yeah. But there is no official like yes for sure these are related. But I mean, you know, just come on. Yeah, I've I've played Saints Row three and four. Can't say anything mm-hmm. about the first two, and I've never played Red Faction. So Red, yeah, Red Faction is just fun, man. Uh, the uh, they came out with the remastered edition, which they put Mars instead of Master. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you, I mean, you could destroy buildings head to toe. It was just so fun, just going, grabbing a launcher and just taking down a building, right? Like, yeah, I've heard like, yeah, it's like ultimate destruction. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I think, you know, as a guy, you just want to destroy things. You just want to, you know, take down a building or whatever. <laughs> That's uh, very sexist, you, Jerry. No, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I How mean, dare and, you? and I mean, a, 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 an unoccupied, uh, like, you know, building. Like, whenever you look up those YouTube channels of like buildings being demolished, yeah, like, it's just the coolest shit ever. Or I have a couple of friends who are in the demolition business uh-huh. and they're like, you know, they just they're having a I mean, of course, it's physically taxing. But they just have sledgehammers they're taking down buildings and, you know, uh, oh, you yeah. know just piece by piece. It's tiring, but it sounds fun at the same time. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so that was that, that was kind of interesting, but it was a smaller one. And then there's also another uh, I guess in one of our favorite game series. I don't know if you remember this. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a possibility that Skyrim and Fallout are actually related in a small sense. That um, I I don't think I don't think I actually read up about this at all. Yes. So you know the Nern route in uh, in Skyrim, right? Right. right. The whole that whole underground thing. Yeah. Not underground. Well, uh, water. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's a glowing plant, right? Called the Nern. Right. 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 
and uh, on that airship, on the Brotherhood airship, you can actually find some Nern root, and it's called something else. So let me see if I can get the exact name. Uh, let's see. Would it be um like Skyrim then is like the super past or the super future then? <laughs> well, see, there's oh, wow. some there's some things that kind of set it to where maybe it couldn't be possible. For instance, uh, Skyrim has like two or three moons or whatever. So that, that's one of the ways that they kind of saw that uh, it's just not it's not possible. Yeah, it's a big uh, one. That's just that's probably just more in the line of like here's a little reference. Yeah, but I still think I thought it was pretty cool. So uh, yeah, and they're saying that that it could just be due, due to kind of mutation or whatever in the Fallout universe. Obviously, it's uh, they nuked one of the moons. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> there we. Yeah, that's the way to do it. So, uh, so it says as fans have discovered, and this is via GameZone.com, uh, have discovered in Fallout 4 that there's an experimental plant that could link the post-apocalyptic world and another of Bethesda's massive RPGs, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Um, and this is via an experimental plant found aboard the Peridwin, the airship commanded by the Brotherhood of Steel. So you go to the research uh, station uh, portion of the ship, and there's a... Uh, plant that is called the experimental plant and it's very similar to the nern root and i mean it, it even glows now one of the uh i guess uh explanations for this that they gave is is of course that uh bethesda could just be uh reusing assets mm-hmm. um but i mean I don't know, it could just be as simple as a uh you know just a easter egg I don't, I don't know. And in the in the computer terminals lab, labeled as NRT, probably mm-hmm. you know shorthand for uh, Nern root. Um, but yeah, so it's just called an experimental plant, and it says, and uh, it says it only grows by the water and the log. Mm. So that's kind of you know very similar, and, and definitely a uh, call out or shout out to uh, Skyrim and the Elder Scroll, uh, Scrolls theory. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, not to not to like ruin the fun or any of these or anything, but I feel like ninety percent of these, for me personally, are either like reusing assets or um, just putting in a a reference, just like go like, oh, you remember this? Like, this is another game we made. Like, that's that's to me. I think some actually do hold weight, but I think for me personally, the mass, vast majority of these are just like ah, oh, we have a little reference here for the fans to notice. Um, um, uh, do you have another one that's maybe because I I threw out two that were really you know short and and maybe mm-hmm. there is some interpretation to whether or not they are actually tied. Do you have any solid like no bullshit like these are definitely I uh, related? I actually do. So one of them, so with like a, a lesser known one. I mean, it's popular, but not like super well known. Is actually Hitman and Kano Lynch. Ah, uh, yes, I did see this. Yeah. So um, let's start with like the the little small references and then we get into the the you know the concrete evidence so in hitman blood money after you like complete missions you can um you'll get like these articles these new paper, newspaper articles like and they'll mainly talk about like your mission like if you're a maniac if it was like super sneaky you know stuff like that it's a nice little summary of your mission but they have side articles about like other things happening in the world um and in one of these articles it mentions uh, the escape of a dangerous duo duo from a prison transportation. Does that sound familiar to you, Jerry? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> and that would probably be from the first game, I imagine, of Kane Lynch? Yes. 
is. And this was, I want to say, a few months before the either the release or the reveal of Kane and Lynch. So that, that's probably like, I don't know if that was like just, again, something that was forgotten or um, this was actually them like teasing that. Like, oh, the, the, just teasing the game or like, hey, these are actually exist in the same universe. But that, as far as like the teasing and stuff, that all goes out the window when Kane and Lynch actually make physical appearances in uh, Hitman Absolution. In one level. I remember that. I kind of like yeah. lost my mind. Yeah, imagine for you. I, for me, I'm like, they look familiar. I'm sure for you, though, since you played them, you're like, oh, shit, that's Kane Lynch. So, yeah, you run into Kane into, in a biker bar, and you actually get into a bar fight with him, and you could actually find Lynch yeah. outside at the shooting range. And funny, funny enough, you can kill both if you want. I don't know if there's a way to do it stealthily, but you could totally can do it. Yeah. And then <laughs> late, and later on, one of the other levels that involves you being in a courthouse while sneaking around in the vents you can actually find Kane in a jail cell writing a letter to presumably his daughter. And I think this is a way because like the second, especially the second game didn't really do well at all. This might've been the developer's way of like wrapping up their story since they right. knew they couldn't like make a third game to actually do it. But like, that's like hardcore. They're in there. There's like no disputing it. I feel like that's like 100% they exist in the same universe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I do remember that multiple times, like like hearing it and, and seeing them. Um, yeah, I just remember like getting to that part where because it's in a bar, right, where you kind of see Kane Lynch. Yeah, it's a biker bar, and I I'm trying to remember the level because it's been so long because they played Absolution. Um, I know it's a biker bar, and then I think it's either a shooting range across the street or like right outside the bar. I one of those two, but like yeah, they're like right there. Like I said, you can kill them if you want. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah. and considering the universe that Hitman's in, it 100% makes sense to have, uh, even though I've only played part of the second game, it makes perfect sense to have Kane and Lynch exist in that universe as well. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, you'd be surprised some of the games that are uh, kind of related. Because um, cause that one kind of surprised me, right? Because Kane and Lynch and, and Hitman, they they are, are Agent 47. Mm-hmm. They are like on two different sides of the spectrum. Like yes. I, I would, I would say, uh, Kane is not sloppy, but Lynch is right. Mm-hmm. And then Hitman's like, you know, through and through, just this fucking invisible monster, right? This is designed, literally designed to kill. Yeah. So it's just, it's just two, you know, different parts of the spectrum. So it kind of surprised me when I did, especially because I, you know, I didn't really look into any of the Easter eggs or anything. So just, uh, I wouldn't necessarily find to say I found it on my own, but right. Because it's so blatant. Like they're just out. They're just in the, in the bar or whatever. You yeah. Know? You don't, you don't have to like, like I said, a lot, of, a lot of these kind of things you have to like really pay attention. This though, yeah. like you said, it's like front and center at, at that level. It's, it's hard to miss. I think it might yeah. be impossible to miss really. Like, unless you the only way you would miss it is if you just didn't know of their existence. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have another one? Yeah, I think this one's probably the aside from that, this is the most hardcore confirmation one, considering that it was uh, developers who confirmed this, and it's I think it's a it's a franchise. I think most people know this, and I know you for sure know this since you love these games. It involves the id software games, specifically Wolfenstein and Doom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you probably know what this is. So obviously. Everyone knows, you know, the Nazi killer B.J. Blazkowicz, you know, fighter of the Nazis and 
things like that. Well, he is the grandfather of, I believe, it Software is one of the, not their maybe I'm not gonna say their first game, but one of their first mm-hmm. games. The uh, grandfather, one of the, the main character, Billy Blaze of Commander Keen. Yeah, and Billy Blaze is the father of Doom Guy, thus making B.J. Blazkowicz the great grandfather of Doom Guy. And the biggest thing you can have, the biggest, like in universe, the one I guess piece of evidence I think anyone would point to in support of this is in Wolfenstein RPG. Uh, B.J. fights off a uh, harbinger of Doom demon that's summoned by the Access Army, and in the fight he cuts off an arm and leg of the demon. And before the demon leaves, uh, it vows to torment BJ's bloodline and actually does make appearances in Doom games as a cyber demon complete with a robotic arm and leg. So because of that, it's like, well, he's showing up to fuck with Doom guy. Well, then Doom guy's got to be related to BJ. Right. And while that is pretty like, okay, that would make sense. But who knows? You know, that could be anything. Um, id co-founder Tom Hall and former software developer John Romero have confirmed have confirmed this in like in a like a series of tweets with like fans and stuff. Right. Yeah. So that, that's like that is that's canon. <laughs> so another one that kind of surprised me, uh, and and these aren't two big games. This is actually one of my favorite series. But uh, I know you know Battlefield Bad Company, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I played the first one and i liked it a lot yeah it's it's badass oh yeah i love it but battlefield that company and uh mirror's edge uh catalyst is actually in the same universe and and it's just a really quick simple kind of uh reference Mm -hmm. but in mirror's edge catalyst there's actually a news broadcast that's talking about the uh battle or the the war that's going on in bad company so that's just a really simple quick kind of uh reference but it's it's definitely there i mean it uh i don't think they actually came out and said hey you know these are related but i mean it, i think it's clear enough you know even if it is just something real small yeah and, and again like same thing because it's it's dice the developer right yeah i mean so a lot of these are going to be obviously the same developer you know uh companies that have close ties that 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 is one of those uh, that falls under the category of really I never would have thought because those are so such different games. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, and there's a bunch of them like that. There's like quick little references. Like uh, I don't know if you remember The Witcher and Cyberpunk 2077. Oh yeah, that's such an easy one to miss. Yeah, ex- especially because it's just real. Like if you're not paying attention, it's it's in one of those segments when you're talking to Siri. Mm-hmm. And and she's talking about uh, going to another world where they had another kind of magic. And she goes on to kind of explain these, uh, you know, f- people with flying ships and, you know, they had metal in their heads. They waged war from a, a distance or no horses. Um, yeah. So that was just kind of a quick reference. And I was really hoping they would, you know, Cyberpunk would pay, pay homage to the Witcher. And maybe you would see her for a split second. like Right. Like a you know, little teleport thing. Yeah, because she would, I mean, she would fit in, right, if she threw on, like, uh, clothes from that uh, era. But, I mean, the white hair and all that, I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, she could easily blend in and you could find, like, I mean, she might be in there and somebody just hasn't seen her yet. That'd be cool. Maybe, but considering the state of cyberpunk, we, we, that's a whole different can of worms. We'll go in there, but <sighs> I know, I know. That's a whole different topic. Yeah, oh, here's hoping still. Here's hoping. Because, yeah, it, it's just, like, you, 
he said it's in the like optional dialogue too i think i don't even think it's like it, it's in necess- you know mandatory dialogue you need to advance the story it's just like you as Geralt, like just out of genuine curiosity like tell me what what stories you got mm-hmm. and then but if, yeah. you did, if you didn't know that was coming out you just would have like you said kind of just been like oh okay yeah whatever it's just future yeah flying ships okay cool. exactly um here's one that's pretty fun i i think most fans would agree they're not in the same universe but it's not as i guess as concrete and that would be uh the naughty dog universe specifically uncharted and the last of us ah yes yes i was waiting for this Mm -hmm. i think (laughs) of course we were (laughs) so in uncharted 3 and i do remember this actually at the time it i it didn't like come back to me until i was doing the research but once i saw it i'm like oh yeah i remember everyone talking about this so in uncharted 3 in one of the levels um you can find a a newspaper and the headline reads this is now now well, now that I'm looking at this, I'm like, huh, I guess this is like the best way to find Easter eggs, just read newspapers and games. Um, there's a newspaper headline that reads, scientists are still struggling to understand deadly fungus. And this was before The Last of Us was formally announced. And a, a fun little si- a side uh, fact here is that that newspaper actually wasn't supposed to be in the game. Um, directly from Neil Druckmann, we completely forgot about it. We screwed up. But uh, people just thought they didn't. They thought it was going to be from a game from a different studio. They didn't like necessarily think, oh, this is the next Naughty Dog game. That's kind of hilarious, actually. Yeah, I know. I mean, again, I don't really blame them. It's such an innocent mistake, too. It, it's not like they just announced it right there. I guess it was just them fucking around. <laughs> they just completely forgot about it because, you know, you got more pressing matters to attend to. Yeah, because I remember seeing, like, you know, hearing about it and then going back and looking for, them, you know, that newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so that was so cool because, you know, like you would have no idea, like you would have no idea. Mm-hmm. But there's also some even stronger kind of uh, links, aren't there? Yeah. So the, I guess another big one, and this is from The Last of Us 2, yes. when uh, U.S. Ellie, yeah, you know, this is um, you're in Seattle and you go to a bank vault. Right. And, you know, if you do like this, like if you just search around, you know, find a what's it called the uh, combination code for a safe vault you can actually find drake's ring in there with like the inscription and everything so not only do you have like the newspaper from uncharted 3 now you have like drake's ring in the sequel in the last of us and so with that you think oh fuck these are in the same universe and and what's even cooler so this is actually one of the ones that i found uh playing the game you know, without watching, you know, a video or anything. And, and it, it was totally by happenstance, right? Cause this is in a, uh, area that you have to go to. It mm-hmm. was because it, even though it's not totally open world, it's, it's, you know, they are big kind of worlds, uh, or levels. They're like opened. Yeah. They're like opened up maps. Yeah. And this was just one that you can go to, which you actually end up getting the shotgun from this area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you get that shotgun, but then, you know, you rummage around and you find a safety deposit box. And it has, yeah, like you said, Drake's ring. And I was like, fuck, this is awesome. Because I love, I mean, I, I love both those series, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah, completely different, like, vibes. But, they're, but yeah, they're both amazing. Um, it, yeah. Uh, it, but, uh, it, it makes me wonder when, uh, 
you know, it happened? Like, what stage was Drake in when when all this shit went down? And where is he now? Is he dead? Is he alive? Well, yeah, is he, yeah, yeah. That that's I think that's always the fun thing too, because then you think like, shit, is Drake dead? <laughs> um, but and this is probably where like it, it, the issues come up with like not issues, but like other things like with Uncharted Four coming to play. Because Outbreak Day is supposedly supposedly supposed to occur in September 2013, but uh, Uncharted 4 takes place in 2015, 2016, with like zero mention of like some kind of infection or quarantine going around. And sure, you could like maybe avoid that, but as far as I know, there's no like even like a slight reference to it. And considering how fast it looks like that shit devastated areas, it'd be pretty insane to like think none of that was mentioned, you know, especially after a couple of years. And then we know, like, the main events of the first game take place, like, 20 years after the fact. Um, so that's probably the biggest one, is that the timeline there. But also, it seems like Uncharted exists in the Last of Us universe, like, as media. As, like, a form of entertainment. Because I think you can find, like, merch and even, like, video game, like, arcade games of it or something. Like, it, it exists in there. Like, there's merch of Uncharted, so it'd be weird of... Of like that to exist of like someone who's real, you know. You know, I, I, I yeah. I, but even more inter- interesting, I think, is I, I think I found some games that are made by different developers that are actually possibly in the same universe. W- would you like to know what, what they are? Oh yeah, for sure. So I, I don't know if you know the game Firewatch. Have you heard of that? Yeah, it's had a little indie game. I think I played a little bit of it, but I know what you're talking about. So Firewatch and you know Gone Home, like people were just oh, yeah, up yeah. in arms about it. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just I didn't get it. it I don't know. It seemed kind of mundane, but uh, and then of course you know Bioshock and you know The Last of Us, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently, all of those games are are in the same universe. <laughs> do tell. Do go on. So in Firewatch. Uh, the the player can find a book called The Accidental Savior, which is a uh, in a supply cache, cache number 307 and mm-hmm. cache number 305. The Accidental Savior is, I believe, it the book written by the uh, character that you play uh, in uh, play as in uh, Gone Home. Like the, the the dad's a writer, and that was a book he had written. So that kind of links them together, right? And those okay. are two different developers. And then uh, the way that that game is linked to uh, to The Last of Us is is there's an old sweater in uh, Cash 305 that is of University of Eastern Colorado, which does not exist. It only exists in the, in the Last of Us universe. So hmm. that that I mean that that links I guess those two together, which I mean it's small things, but still really badass, you know. Um, yeah, especially like I said, especially like so many different games. And then in uh, Bioshock 2 DLC, Minerva's Den, you can play as Charles. Excuse me. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I've had a couple by now. So it's, oh, it's, dear. Yeah. I couldn't even tell. You're holding it together well. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> so in Bioshock 2's DLC, Minerva's Den, you can play as Charles Milton Porter, who during his time in Rapture was familiar with the, a game created by his co- uh, colleagues in Minerva's Den called Spitfire. After leaving Rapture, he started up a company called CMP Interactive, Charles Milton Porter Interactive, mm-hmm. um, which created a video game for the Super Nintendo, Nintendo called Super Spitfire, a sequel or a remake of a game called uh, Spitfire, uh, which I believe is in Gone Home. 
Uh, yeah, in Gone Home, the player can find Super Spitfire in the Greenbrier family home. So that kind of links uh, Bioshock to Gone Home, surprisingly. And this is all thanks to uh, a Reddit post by uh, user the Shakub, like Jacob, but S-H. Bashar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this was uh, from about five years ago. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was badass. So technically, if you want to get really technical, um, <laughs> Bioshock and The Last of Us are in the same universe. I guess you can make that argument since Bioshock takes place like underwater and then you got Columbia, which is in the sky. So that could work out. They could avoid shit. Yeah. Man, I, I, I mean, I've even seen arguments that every game is related. Oh, that's getting a little too much in the deep end for me. <laughs> it is, but I watched the video on it, and basically it argues because of these like Super Smash Brothers and um, even uh, these other fighting games when they'll have a like for instance, you know, on uh, PlayStation, Darth Vader was a uh, the uh, main or one of the characters for Soul Calibur and Yoda for you know Xbox, right. Um, and, and and then also, you know, these fighting sims had like uh, Super Smash Brothers, I believe, had Snake in there, which then links, you know, this and that. Right. And uh, one other one had, you know, Sonic. So all of these games in one way or another are related, uh, which is definitely a, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> a, a, a not a solid, I guess, uh, <laughs> representation of maybe the truth. But it's just a, it's an interesting kind of thing like like the guy made his point he made a 20 30 minute video and really went into everything he even he even stated he was canon in video game universes because there's a podcast that was in a video game and they mentioned him in the podcast it like the guy the guy fucking his <laughs> video was phenomenal it was really interesting is, i mean hey if you, if you put in the effort I, I respect that that's just like i said it's too much <laughs> yeah i mean like, i mean you can make the same argument then for like you know movies and stuff and that that's a whole that's a whole thing for me Oof. Cause, yeah cause yeah it, yeah because then like think of it like the fucking more combat like freddy cougar's dlc predator alien well predator alien are confirmed to be in the same universe but you know it, it, all those dlc characters like oh boy you're opening up now movies you know <laughs> yeah and, and that's another thing too is uh you know I, I, movies definitely do more. I mean, do crossovers, whereas video games, I don't, I don't think there really have been uh, crossovers with an actual story, uh, you know, besides like Super Smash Bros. or whatever. Because, um, you know, you got like Freddy versus Jason or whatever, but you're not going to get a, a video game with, you know, Solid Snake and Sam Fisher, yeah. even though they're kind of in the same. I was say, even though that could totally work. Yeah, I think the sure. best you could do is like Kingdom of Hearts. But even then, that's more of like Disney and stuff, not really like video game characters. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and there are f- uh, fuck, there's an argument that all the Ubisoft games are in the same universe, like uh, Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, right? Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Black Flag and Abstargo Entertainment. Uh, mm-hmm. Olivier Garneau is introduced as your boss in the present day sections. After several interactions, Garneau announces the departure for his business trip to Chicago. And of course, everybody knows Watch Dogs takes place in uh, Chicago. Right. And, uh, and Aiden Pierce is given a mission titled, uh, I guess, Rest in Peace in Latin. Rest in Pace. Yes, and it's uh, frequently used in some of the earlier uh, Assassin's Creed games. And uh, your mission, surprisingly, is to assassinate Garneau while 
at a uh, on his way to a shareholders meeting. Um, but then you also have the link uh, the uh, the Ghost Universe uh, uh, Wildlands, right? Ghost Recon and um, uh, Ghost Recon and Sam Fisher, I believe they kind of have a crossover mission. Um, another mm-hmm. interesting crossover mission in the uh, in the games is uh, a Predator mission. They actually have a a mission where you go out into the uh, with the woods and you kill the predator, which I thought was pretty <laughs> badass. That is pretty cool. And the way they did it was like, you know, you just just because the game is well, no, I take that back. The game can be pretty gory. Um, whenever you're visiting some of the drug uh, strongholds, there's you know people that were made an example of and uh, you know torn apart or whatever. Right. Um, well, in the woods, you'll find like people gutted and this and that. And you'll talk to a, a random. I guess a civilian in the jungle and she's like, yeah, the, the, you know, the forest is whispering and this and that. And it's just like, Oh shit. And then next thing you know, you're finding the, uh, you're finding the predator. It's fucking wild. Yeah. Wildlands is one of my, the first wildlands is my, probably one of my favorite. I love hmm. it. Yeah. I need to check that out then. No. Yeah. The, the biggest thing I heard in the Ubisoft one was, uh, yeah, definitely black flag and, uh, watchdogs, especially since like, I believe in either, I don't remember the, I think it was in uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, actually. There's, like, CCTV footage of Aiden Pierce killing Garno. So that's, like, 100% now, like, confirmed that happened. Um, and yeah. then in the same one, too, like, like I said, some fan, some people try really trying hard to connect, like, all the games. Like you said, like, Ghost Recon and Far Cry. Um, the biggest thing for me on those is, like, with Far Cry, like, they're supposed to, they're supposed to take day and, like, around the same time, I imagine, present day. But, like, it's just, like, a totally different world. I know some people argue that, oh, it's because the Far Cry games, they take place in, like, you know, war-torn countries, and, like, th- that's why their technology is so far behind, and they do- they're not mentioned in these, like, super advanced societies because they don't care about those countries, which, I mean, could be true, but uh, for me, that's, like, you're really trying to justify that. <laughs> like, I don't think that's, I don't think they're related. Um, it could be. I could be totally wrong on those, but, like I said, it's just one of those things, to me, is, like, kind of reaching. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a cool thing. I think everybody, especially when you have two games that you really enjoy. Yeah. And, and you know, it's always that, that kind of uh, old argument of uh, my dad can kick your dad's ass, but instead it's, you know, <laughs> my favorite character can kick your character's ass. Yeah. You know, no, like yeah. Joel. Yeah, Joel can kick Nathan Drake's ass or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think about that. No, I'm not thinking about that. I have weird dreams if I think about that before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. As the long last as Nathan, of us as gone as erotic. Drake, as long as Nathan Drake doesn't have a golf club, I think we'll be okay. Oh, <laughs> too soon, Jacob. Too soon. Um, <laughs> um, and then as long as Joel doesn't have like, some kind of artifact. Or no, if he has an artifact, Drake will just kill him for it. <laughs> and won't even think anything about it. That's a whole, that's a whole different topic, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Poking fun at it, by the way. I'm not like it doesn't have valid criticisms for me, but it, it is just it's just one of the things that's you think about it and you go, huh, kind of crazy. <laughs> one that was kind of wild to think about that, that I, it's just hard to think. So you remember in um around the time uh PT came out, right? Oh, God, that was oh like, yes, I, I know you're then. going with this. I, yeah, way back then. Um, it was around the same time. I don't know for a fact, but I know it was around the same time as um. Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain. Right. So in, uh, so I can't say if this is an update. This was in part of the original game. I won't comment on that. But what I do know, because I, I heard this 
I actually heard it. In, I played it and heard it. It was like if you go to one of like you know the enemy camps, one of the enemy bases, not one of the main ones, but one of like the smaller ones. If you go like you know, they'll have like the like actually licensed songs on the radio. You can take it and like put that on your Walkman and listen to it. So and but right. one of these, you hear something like burr, 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 like numbers or something. So if you get close enough to it, you actually hear like the numbers from like the PT from the PT game or demo, I guess. That the radio announcer says, like, the father was singing or something on the radio yeah. on MGS5. So it's like, yeah. again, like I said, being boring, just a little cheeky reference. Kojima loves doing that. But if we want to go full-on tinfoil, Hatman, holy shit, Silent Hill and Metal Gear Solid 5 in the same universe. What the fuck? Well, and see, and that could even make sense because, I mean, obviously we never got Silent Hill's. But it, it had to do with some kind of uh, universes or, you know, entwined universes, multiple reality kind of shit. So I think that could, that's not a far fetch. I mean, uh, both games are definitely out there and fucking nuts, you know? No, yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah, like, Silent Hill is, like, all about, like, the supernatural and shit like that. Or, like, you think it is. It could just be this, the the town messing with your head. That's why I love it. Love about it. But... Metal Gear Solid 5, or just, I mean, Metal Gear Solid in general in that universe is no stranger, obviously, to wackiness, but also the supernatural as well. So, like, it could 100% fit um, either yeah. either franchise into the other. Um, even though in Metal Gear Solid 4, everything's explained by nanomachines, there's still an element of, like, the unknown in those games, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah it's... Because I read that one, and I was like, fuck, that's great. Because I... I know you know, but I played Metal Gear Solid Five up to a certain point, and I didn't beat it. Especially, I was kind of disheartened once you told me that the second half of the game was basically the first half of the game, but with uh, different stipulations. Yeah, just... it is. it's um, I don't know exactly what happened. I know this is around the time Kojima and Konami had a falling out that may have had something to do with it. But yeah, it, bit of a mess <laughs> that whole thing. So that, that, now we have uh, Metal Gear Solid Pachinko. Don't do this to me, Jerry. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> I can only hope they um, remake the uh, the old ones instead of just for a fucking pachinko machine. Yeah, man, it's uh, that was a rough that was a rough one, especially because I know that's kind of like your, you know, yeah, that's like my yeah, that's my heart and soul right there. <laughs> and another one that I really don't know too much about. Well, I know about one of the series, but uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age. So I, I I know quite a bit about Mass Effect, right? I played all of them except for Andromeda, uh, Dragon Age. I know nothing about. So yeah, same there. To, but uh, yeah, so this is uh, a majority of these on my part are coming from the Gamer dot com. Uh, it says while these comparisons are were originally derived from fans, there are a large number of links that suggest Dragon Age and Mass Effect are part of the same universe. To begin, Mass Effect 2's uh, DLC, Kasumi, Stolen Memory, features a Dragon Age ogre statue in a vault. Which, I mean, that seems pretty solid, right? Um, it does. <laughs> meanwhile, a Krogan head can be seen mounted on the wall as a trophy in the Palace of Orlais or- in uh, Dragon Age. Uh, based on the size and shape of the moon seen in Dragon Age games, players were able to pinpoint its location in the Max Effect Galaxy map, Jesus uh, which is known, yeah, which is known as the planet Clindagon. Uh, this means that the Dragon Age games could theoretically have been set uh, set on Clindagon's moon, uh, Pressop. However, the description of Pressop in Mass Effect 
portrays a barren wasteland of a former civilization that's suffering. Whether or not we will ever see this calamity in the Dragon Age uh, games remains to be seen. When you were saying that people were like, fans like pinpointed the placement of those moons in like the Mass Effect galaxy. Good God. That reminds me of like those people who are like totally unrelated, but that, that kind of effort and dedication to something like that reminds me of those people who like found out where like that flag was from fucking, um, what's his fucking face? Um, oh, uh, fucking holes. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yeah, like, like totally d- nondescript area, but like they saw the sun, <laughs> they looked at the sky, they saw like, you know, plane trails, like, Stars, I know where it yeah. is. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. You know, <laughs> one of the ways that they go, did that. Go be a PI. <laughs> no, you know, one of the, and so these guys fucking communicated all across the world. One of the ways that they did that is they had some guys, they pinpointed the city, but they weren't sure exactly where. So they had guys fucking driving around honking their yes. cars. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Again, totally unrelated, but like, again, like that amount of effort, like, dude, go work for the detective agency or something. God damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go to yeah. CSI. Shit. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty fucking impressive. I mean, and, and they did multiple, the, the guys at 4chan, as horrible as some of them may be, there's some guys that are fucking, uh, doing the Lord's work. Like with the, uh, oh man, the bike lock fucking professor. Yes. That yeah, they did some dude. private eye work. Yeah. That was crazy as fuck. Yeah. If I ever do anything, don't. Just don't ever take a challenge against 4chan. You'll lose. Yeah, don't ever. Yeah, 4chan will will get you. <laughs> the boogeyman, the internet boogeyman. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, man. Yeah, that, sure. done with that little tangent. <laughs> hey, so uh, Max uh, or Max Payne uh, three? Doesn't that have something to do with uh, GTA 2, if I'm not mistaken? Like, it's also, like, a kind of a noir TV show or something like that? Maybe, you know, I uh, obviously, that's like, like, looking up at the Rockstar one, I was really trying to find something, but I really couldn't find much on it. Probably has something to do with, you know, like, the first two, obvious first two Max Payne games being, you know, Remedy. Um, the third one's Rockstar. I mean, it could be, and I'm sure there could be some kind of connection made. Like, looking for it, you know, even, like, when I look specifically, you know, like, not, not just from that article you sent me, which, you know, obviously gave us a lot, but, you know, me trying to dig deeper into the Rockstar ones, I really couldn't find much of a mention of Max Payne 3. Kind of just adds on to the loneliness of that character. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I really tried. I really did look for it. I'm Like I said, I'm sure there's something, like I said, even if it was, like, a huge-ass reach, I just would have mentioned it just so, you know, I could, like, mention max Payne, like i i really couldn't but like i said would would definitely fit into the you know the universe of a uh, rock star no doubt i have another one that i think you'll really actually enjoy uh okay. so sleeping dogs according to svg.com mm-hmm. uh sleeping dogs and has a cameo in just cause too oh really so it says the Malaysia-inspired uh, island of Panau is the setting of Just Cause 2, a 2010 open-world uh, action-adventure game from Avalanche Studios and uh, Eidos Interactive. 
Right. It tells the continuing story of chaotic hero uh, Rico Rodriguez and his battle against the world's craziest militant dictators. Interestingly enough, Panau also makes a subtle appearance in Sleeping Dogs, the Hong Kong-based action adventures, adventure from United Front Games and Eidos' uh, parent publisher Square Enix. One Easter egg from Sleeping Dogs uh, definitively, definitively places these two games in the same universe. If your timing and radio stations are correct... You hear a fun little advertisement that shouts out the familiar setting of Just Cause 2 for a relaxing getaway. It says, visit the island of Panau, an exotic location where beauty and luxury are an everyday pleasure. Sunbathe on long golden beaches, uh, win big at Panau Falls Casino, or enjoy a five-star service at Three Kings Hotel. Come to Panau for a holiday you'll never forget. Huh. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I mean, there's also a little bit more on the uh, universe of Ubisoft. So obviously it mentions, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. It mentions that, and it says something about Abstargo Industries, you know, being basically a front for the Templar Order. Let's see, it says for uh, the security systems presentation uh, in the game offers a blatant reference to the primary citywide hacking um, mechanic of watchdogs, or it says nowhere is our expertise more apparent than in our flagship product, CTOS, a groundbreaking proprietary uh, security software operating system. Meanwhile, the Abstargo Entertainment database entry for Ocelot obliquely suggests that Far Cry 3, the video game itself could be yet another virtual construct of the Animus. Cue the dragon, the blood dragon flashback. Because <laughs> it, it, it was pretty interesting because there's a lot. It, it kind of infers that a lot of the games or different forms of entertainment come from these genetic uh, memories, right? You know, right. Black Flag. Yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, cool. That That's kind of what piqued my interest the most. I never really played Assassin's Creed. I beat the first one, but after that, it was just kind of... Uh, at least for me. No, yeah, for me it fell apart like after the revel- revelations. That's where I lost my interest. Interest, but yeah, it became a, a lot of alien shit, right? Like a lot of aliens and this and that. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just kind of lost the plot to me. It, it, I think because they just kept they wanted to make it a yearly thing and didn't want to end the story. They had to like do a bunch of stuff. It it, it got weird. It was already weird. <laughs> like I act like it was just you know airtight writing but you know it uh, i was like yeah like gods and shit uh, like i said it's such i haven't played in such a long time i think the last one i played was black flag and even then that took convincing for me to play um oh steven loved that game yeah that's exactly i was just saying that's exactly why i played it because even you do tell me how much steven liked him like and 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 then you mentioned too like i mean as long as you just play for the you know the game and not the story at all then you'll be fine like all right, went went in with that expectation. Yep, the last one I actually really enjoyed, and then it was just a mess after that. Oh, he played the shit out of it online too. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, they had a pretty decent online presence. Man, um, here's he, do oh, what? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I was just gonna say, uh, here's another one that I have some experience with, but with one of the series at least, and and uh, that is the Alan Wake influenced uh, the worlds of Quantum Break and Control, which I've played Control. I haven't beaten it. I really uh, thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of those kind of like SCP stories that I'm pretty sure you heard some of. Oh, yeah, 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 no SCP. Have you, have you played Control? No, it looks really fun, though. 
dude, it is it is fucking fun. I mean, there's like a refrigerator that will kill you. There's, I mean, I mean, it's fucking insane, dude. It right, really yeah, does was, remind me of the SCPs. I was just gonna say that 100 percent sounds like an SCP. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just a cool. It's just so cool. Like I love like conspiracy, ult- alternate re- universe, like Easter egg kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And that game just it it ticks every box uh, for me, uh, in, in that way at least. And um, they're all Remedy Entertainment connected universes. So uh, Quantum Break was, I believe, an Xbox exclusive. It may be on PC, which if it is, I need to get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I never played that, but I did play Control. And uh, like I said, uh, according to SVG.com. Uh, that the Remedy Entertainment's connected universe is more intricate than many fans realize. Uh, Remedy's 2010 game Alan Wake is a bizarre, which I've never played Alan Wake either, uh, mm-hmm. but it's a bizarre trip through alternate dimensions. As the title <clears throat> character searches for his missing wife, he begins to see elements of a story he wrote coming to life, which sounds pretty interesting. The endings of Alan Wake and its follow-ups left its uh, hero's fate unclear, which has tormented fans for years. But did you know references to Mr. Wake have shown up in Remedy's newer titles? Um, Quantum Break, released in 2016, features several callbacks to Alan Wake, for instance, a chalkboard in the game which describes events from Alan Wake. Not only that, another Easter egg revealed live-action footage of Alan Wake himself. Then uh, came 2019's Control. Through documents uh, discovered uh, during Control, players learned the game's Federal Bureau of Control investigated the events of Alan Wake. But unfortunately, didn't find much footage of Alan. Um, and it can also, uh, or footage of Alan can also be found in areas hidden, uh, hidden area of the game. Finally, Control's AWE expansion brought uh, Bureau Director uh, Jesse Faden into conflict with Emil Hartman, a mad psychologist with ties to Alan and Alice Wake. That is a lot more than I was expecting. Wow. Yeah, and I know it sounds like a lot of gibberish, at least to me, because I like I only know. I mean, I know of Alan Wake and Quantum Break, right. but I've never played them. So no, yeah, I'm sure if you like yeah, for anyone who's not familiar with these games, and, and like for me, like a good amount of these I'm not familiar with. It's like, hmm, yes, yes, that that seems legit, <laughs> and like it's like, oh, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I mean, I got the I got the gist of it. That's, I mean, I know especially in those in those games too, since they're like. Reality is already pretty questionable in those plot lines. Hey, sorry, cat. No, you're good. He likes chill. Oh my god, he's going crazy. He's got his uh late night zoomies. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, those are common. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jeffrey, he's just kind of been. Um, he hasn't gone upstairs, so he he. Whenever the people came to replace my floors, he just hid in the bedroom because of all the noise. And I put the dogs outside uh, mm-hmm. with some water and whatnot. And uh, so when he finally came out and saw that there was no more carpet, he uh, he kind of like looked. He looked back at the room and then he looked back up the stairs <laughs> and then he went back into the room and went into the bed. It just fucked his whole world up. <laughs> he like teleported it, you know. Yeah, like he's he, like he, he like changed the sky from blue to purple or something for him. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm just going back to my safe place. That dude, that whole time, man, that whole time he was, uh, he 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 he's been he was under the bed when those guys were here, man. And then also another interesting news about my pups, which uh, you know I shared a picture of on Instagram. A couple of them, uh, they're good dogs, but uh, Trooper. 
and Bailey, we got them, we got them a haircut finally. And, oh, okay. and they're little, you know, they're little dogs. Uh, they're a, a Mauser and Dawson mix. And, uh, now that we got their haircut, they just look like, they really do look like little rats. <laughs> and it's hilarious. And then, and then Trooper finally found out how to hump. And it's, uh, he, 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 uh, you know, he's still like a little baby, right? He's like six months old or whatever. Right. And he hopped on Evelyn and straddled her legs, and you just see him thrusting. And, and then Evelyn oh, goes, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this is, you see this, like, little rat creature just like, <laughs> And Evelyn goes, what the fuck is he doing? I said, I think he's trying to hump you. Oh, my God. She goes, no. No, 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 no. And, you know, she yelled at him to get off. And he just kind of looked at her, like, with these uh, sad eyes and then hopped off of her. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, and then so I had to put him in the car, you know, to drive. And while I was trying to drive, he started trying to hump my arm. So good Lord! <laughs> yeah, I was fighting off this dog trying to drive. Well, you know, it was it was just nuts. He just started doing this. That's um, funny. Yeah, but he it was it's just hilarious because it's just this little like little thin you know <laughs> creature, uh, and he looks so cute because we got his hair real cut you know we got both the hair cut real short because it's summer you know and it's hot down here and uh but we got him the teddy bear face cut so his hair and his face is a little bit more grown out okay um, okay yeah but it's just it's just weird it's like these cute little baby creatures you know i, I don't know but yeah that's uh that's what's going on with the dogs that's good that's nice yeah it seems like they're doing pretty well now well not, not pretty well but, like they're doing better yeah, they they uh, they they're having a lot less accidents inside the house, which is really uh, I'm appreciative of. And, <laughs> of course, you know, naturally. Yeah, and and I'm also one of well, so whenever they tore up the carpet, there was just a lot of pee, man. The cat, I didn't realize how much he peed. Um, <laughs> I still feel like I got screwed out of my money placing that carpet, but you know, inflation and and all that. So, but still, and then I replaced my. Uh, uh, this is adult talk, uh, but I replaced okay. my roof. And Jesus, roofs are not, they're not cheap. Yeah, I can't imagine. That's oof. Yeah, you gotta you gotta, <laughs> you gotta start working overtime for that. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to shed a tear when I uh, made the checkout to the company. Dear God, I can't imagine. That's that's just so much. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, oh, got a small leak. My world is my life. My life savings are ruined. <laughs> Oh no, man! That that sounds like a big, uh, big that, leak, right? I, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you're fixing your whole fucking roof, and I'm like, well, a small hole in the wall. Well, you know, it's, it's a it's a Joe Exotic meme. I will never financially recover from this, dude. Joe Exotic is oh <laughs> my god! I, I you know I forgot that that is actually a thing in this universe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's for good or for bad, but man, Joe Exotic, that was that was something, right? We'll have to talk about like um, like the first month or two of quarantine, because <laughs> yeah, that that's legit uh, for some, literally, <laughs> but for us, like yeah, it's like a fucking fever dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for me at least, um, I mean, nothing nothing changed except for stores, and I couldn't go out to eat. But I, you know, uh, work must continue. I was gonna say everything. In my life changed except for work, and even then my schedule changed. Um, yeah, I guess we we considered essential workers, so like we still worked and all. Which I mean, I'm not gonna complain about because you know obviously a lot of people lost their jobs. 
yeah. from that. Um, so, you know, I'm grateful to have had a job still. So won't bitch about it. But, you know, it's just one of those things like everyone's like, oh, yeah, taking some time off work. It's fun and stuff. Meanwhile, I'm over here like I'm fucking still grinding away like an asshole. <laughs> oh, dude, I hate whenever they switched my schedule uh, because I had a work project where I had to work for like a whole month uh, or like a month and a half with three days off. And then later on the next year for two months with uh, four days off, just, uh, and, and you know, and there was no worry about COVID then. It's just, right. it's all, it was just all a facade on the company's part to, to cover their own butt, I guess. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's exactly how it was too when they first changed that schedule. Jesus Christ, that was over two years ago, man. Uh, here we are now, still alive, still kicking. Still kicking, thanks. Thank Jeebus, Buddha, whoever's in charge. Yeah, Luck. thank them all. <laughs> yeah. Kiflom. <laughs> Kiflom, Kiflom. Oh, man. Well, I think we pretty much... Well, I'm sure there's always, there's always more, but like that was the main ones I got on my list to talk about. What about you? You think you got anything else? Yeah, man, th- those were the main ones. Like, like I said, there was a lot that I, uh, like, of course I knew about the Ubisoft, um, shared universe, but, right. you know, I hadn't, I hadn't played all the games, right? Like, I hadn't played all of the, uh, 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 fuck, Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I played all of the Far Cry games. I played, uh, you know, a lot of the Ghost Recon games, but I knew of the shared universe. Same thing with the Rockstar shared universe. I never played Rockstar's table tennis. Yeah. Or uh, uh, Manhunt. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the other ones I did, right? I mean, of course, everybody loves, or just about everybody loves, uh, Red Dead Redemption, um, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. But so, yeah, but doing that research, I found it was a lot of, there were some, like, really set in stone, like, yes, these games are related kind of right. uh, things. But a majority of them are, like, quick little, you know, mentions or Easter eggs. And it's like, you know, how much is an Easter egg really... Uh, considered, you know, a solid uh, proof. Yeah, that's what I found on most of these, like I said. like That's why I try to keep an open mind, because that's the case this episode would be like 20 minutes long, just me going like, oh, here's an Easter egg, and that's it. You know, it, it's really easy to do that. So, really trying my best to be like, alright, if I was, like, you know, playing Devil's Advocate, how would I, like, twist this and like, make it go like, no, this is legit, damn it. Yeah, and, and of course, I mean, we took uh, some... Uh, you know, we took some, I guess, freedoms with it. Like, like whenever I was talking about, uh, uh, gone home and firewatch and, and last of us being related with Bioshock. Right. Or like, you know, like all games are related. Yeah. So that video, oh, I think I'm, I might have to send it to you. It was just, I mean, he, he made his point, right? He did. I mean, he did a pretty good uh, job. Hey, even if I disagree with it, if he makes his points, I respect. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so did you did, did you get a chance to look at our last episode, the most controversial games, or at least give like a little bit of a listen to? Oh no, I did. Like I said, I always, like I always say it. I, I just like I know most, if not all, people like hate or like very very much dislike the sound of his own voice. I, I for words can I really not describe like how much I hate, I abhor hearing my voice. <laughs> but you know, like I have to because you know how else will I get better? Or, like you know, learn like, oh, I need to do this more. Like, oh, I think I'll recommend to you something like, oh, you do that or something. But yeah, I, I gave it some a, a little bit of a listen. Um, I will say this, like, it's, like I didn't listen to all of it. I, I don't remember all the details of it, even though we talked 
We literally talked about it. Um, huge difference between that episode and like our earliest ones for sure. Yeah, that's. I but mean, I will say thing. it was. I will say too, like even though like like I I I was fine listening to it at the time too. Like definitely one of my favorite ones to uh to record as well. Yeah, uh, but one one thing when we were listening to it, I could tell maybe not necessarily how nerve. I mean, I guess nervous. We were talking about some of the subjects because whenever I I got nervous, uh, you could tell because I kept on saying uh, which uh I guess is like my you know uh kind of my pause or whatever mm-hmm. the you know the word. Well, I forget what it's called, but so that's kind of like my word that I was just like, uh, uh, you know, and, and that yeah. just kind of, I was nervous, like nervous talking about this stuff because it was a lot of touchy subjects, not oh, only yeah. just that one, but I mean, I mean, you can't really talk about, uh, you know, uh, racial propaganda with, with it, you know, lightheartedly. You yeah, know? like race, you know, or like, uh, you know, games with, uh, sexual assault and, just all that it's just it was just so i felt like i was navigating because you know of course you want to be open with what your words are saying but at the same time yeah, you, you, kinda, you have to be mindful yeah you have to be mindful you have to tiptoe a line uh, just keeping in mind that we do have listeners from all different parts of the world different backgrounds different experiences um and just yeah. being mindful and, and kind of tailoring your words a certain kind of way uh, so, so yeah, I was just, I was just, especially cause we both have careers and, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, no, I, I know what you mean. I, like, I, I think one of the things I wanted to do too is, you know, like I don't want to be like overly fake, like fake at all, really, you know, like where it's just like, oh, you know, we're like, you know, kind of present ourselves as like these super positive people or like, we're, we're like super non offensive and stuff and like, I, I will say this: it is, uh, it's, it doesn't, it's not just true of that episode, but anything we do, even like recording this or just in real life, just regular life, you know, off the record, you know, if we say things that are like kind of like off color, you know, dark humor, black humor, the the intent never is to offend; it's always to try to be funny, and you know, it's just much easier to do that when you know. When you know your audience, right? Like when you know yeah, you're talking to you know, me. Yeah, exactly. When you know your audience, and also you don't have to. Like, it's not out there on the internet, you know, like for anyone to find out. Like, I, I think I think we do a good job of, like, you know, being ourselves, like having like that kind of. I, I think at this point, people would understand what we're about. But at the same time, too, like you said, you know, we just want to say shit and be like, haha, that's funny. And be like, no, like I mean, we do have a darker sense of humor. We, you know, it, it does. It takes a lot more. For like us personally, I know to like, you know, take offense to something and to go, oh, dear God, I don't know about that. But at the same time, we do realize like not everyone has that same, you know, tolerance. Um, You, you do have to, like you said, tiptoe around things, not just to, you know, be like, you know, like to not get canceled or nothing, but like just to, you know, just be a decent person, like understand like, hey, this is you can't say things a certain way. <laughs> and with that one. Like you said, there was just so pretty much the whole episode was just like a, a minefield. But you know, I, I, we're not shitty people, so I, I think it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if we were shitty people, be. then that that would have been a catastrophic. I would have, we would have been like, delete it, don't even post it. <laughs> but all things considered, yeah, I, th- I think we did good. You know, uh, um, do you want to give a, a shout out to anybody? Uh, you um, know, I- 
You know, yeah, two actually. Um, so one, I want to say. Um, oh, well, first thing I want to say, like I, I know I've gotten, I know I've gotten a few times besides bots because we do get bots, bot messages on Instagram. Um, for like you know, uh, I, I, I it's it's kind of weird saying this for I'm not gonna say fans, but for listeners, you know, who like uh, message us stuff on Instagram, and if, if sometimes we don't reply, it kind of seems like in a timely manner or something like that. I, I just want to say it's not because like we're like choosing to ignore you ignore you or anything like that it's just that we're pretty awkward you know yeah. like with people we know and so like for like uh people who are just like kind of like oh i like this i like i like your stuff and it's like you know so we just sometimes don't know how to respond to that other than you know emojis or like stupid memes or something um so i, I do want to say like you know please don't take that personally it, like i said we're just really awkward when it comes to things like that um so if we don't get back to you or nothing, please don't take that personally. You know, like I said, we got th- this is a side project for us. This is a hobby, uh, but we do try our best to like you know uh, get back to you in some uh, form or manner. So one of the ones uh, I do want to get quick uh, shout out to you probably know this too is a uh, one of our uh, big list followers on Instagram too is a uh, Marvel uh, window tinting. I want to say uh, thank you for um, all the funny memes you sent us and for uh, listening to us. Like I said. Um, I- hope uh, it doesn't make you feel bad when we don't like respond or anything like that sometimes like i said we i don't know how to sometimes respond to my own family so yeah shout out to marvo uh, win, uh window tinting yes and uh really look appreciate him up. you um he, yeah, yeah. Following us. he does good work uh he is a professional window tinter if you didn't know by the uh the name <laughs> but yeah he does really awesome work and i believe he has his portfolio on instagram of many mm-hmm. stuff he's also done uh, from I could see some charity work. Uh, really good guy. Uh, I'm lucky to know him on a, a personal level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry I took I took a while to again to get to you on that. Uh, but yeah, truly do uh, appreciate that. Um, thank you. And another one actually. Um, I haven't really told a lot of friends, or probably same as you. Have I? I have told a couple friends about what we do here. I haven't told any of my brothers or sisters. That I have a podcast, um, not out of shame or embarrassment. It's just one of those things. Like, I don't know how to really bring that up naturally, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I mean, I guess I am not embarrassed, but like, I'm shy about it, you know? For sure. Uh, but I, I did tell one of my cousins, uh, Wendy, about what we do, and she has, uh, she luckily she's super sweet and nice, and she actually very much enjoys our work and does listen to it. Has been trying to catch up on us, so. Uh, thank you, Wendy, for uh, doing that, for being a fan. I really appreciate that. Love you for the support and just being my favorite, probably one of my favorite cousins. So shout out to you, <laughs> Wendelin. Appreciate it. Yeah, shout out to, to both of y'all. Uh, also, uh, I guess shout out to one of my coworkers who I believe I already gave one called The Machine, um, who listens oh, yeah, yeah. to us on a regular basis uh, and, you know, interacts with us on Instagram some. Um, yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate any criticism or, or you know, uh, kudos you give us for sure. Yeah. Like I said, those are the ones who name by name. Um, but, you know, overall, just uh, thank you to anyone who gives us uh, any time oh, yeah. of the day, even if we just listen to half the episode, you know, like, hey, that's so pretty cool. Appreciate that. You know, hope yeah. we can give you some kind of like informative dialogue or stupid dialogue. Give you like uh, a little like, huh, that's interesting. Or just make you go, wow, that's pretty stupid. Make you chuckle a bit, you know. Hopefully you can get something for you there. Yeah, and, and, and kind of on that same note, you know, uh, our viewer 
listenership or li- I guess listeners ha- have grown quite a bit. And, you know, I would love to interact with y'all, uh, you know, message y'all any criticisms or critiques greatly appreciated. Um, yeah. for sure. Like suggestions. If you think like, even like something simple, like if you think like, Hey, have you tried out like this mic or something? If you think like the quality could be better, something to do with the editing, um, or like, uh, uh, not entirely related to this. Like, you know, like I said, I've been trying to do like thumbnails and like covers for the podcast. You're thinking like, Hey, try to do this method. So it looks like cleaner or something by all means, please. We're, we're not sensitive, you know, like as long as you're not an asshole about it, like if you're saying like, Hey, do this, you think it'd be better all ears or something simple like hey i'd like for you to cover this game we, we'd be down for that you know it's all especially if it's something like we haven't heard about yeah for sure uh definitely i'm, I'm trying to learn I, I know i'm not the perfect editor and, and there's certain things that uh, you know maybe i'm doing the wrong order or wrong steps or whatever um but yeah any any help or anything like that also shout out to wt famicom or what the famicom <laughs> um, awesome podcast, uh, but they really seem to be at least interacting with us on um, Instagram. So we appreciate that. They're definitely a bigger podcast, and uh, yeah, uh, entertaining guys. Also check them out. They're, they're uh, fucking WT wild. Famicom. But I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, in a good way. In a good way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good chaotic. But, yeah, man. Uh, but shoot, I don't know if you want to. You want to do the outro again, or, or you want me to do it? I. Either way is fine. Why don't you, I did the intro. You you you, uh, you sign us off, Jerry. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, well, thank y'all for listening. Um, especially especially if you stuck with us this this whole time. Uh, uh, but yeah, we appreciate y'all. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Um, hope you know you and your family's safe and and just prospering. Uh, and I hope you'll have a well. What is it? Midnight here. Uh, just well after yeah. Uh, just want to say thank y'all and uh jacob i love you bro just like jerry said you know thank you for everything um hope you stay safe out there you know just uh yeah just take care of yourselves it's always it's always good to do that um jerry i love you too brother take care be good y'all see ya see ya